Yo, what up, fam? Welcome back to Memoirs of a Lost Soul. It's your boy, Ray. Uh, two days ago was my first upload from well over, like, two years. Um, I was very excited, you know, very rejuvenated, so to say, and to try to get myself back out there and just to talk. You know, it's, it's a lot of things that have been going on for the last two years, and so I was super excited. And today, it's, I feel so, like, I don't want to do this. Um, I said that it's something I need to do. Uh, I feel like this is helpful for my for my mental health, uh, emotionally, you know, whether anybody hears me or not. But I think talking out loud and just even if you're talking to yourself can can help. Um, I find myself talking out loud a lot of the times and it's like, man, I should have recorded that or, you know, because I feel like I've said something that I can look back onto or maybe, you know, something that was that was impactful. And I was like, whoa, like I never thought of it that way. So it's, it's, you know, it was a good thing. It's a good thing anyways. But, um, today is just an excuse me for how I sound. Um, not only am I sad, um, but I've, I'm getting the cold, you know, for the last couple of days, I've had this crazy sinus stuffiness and coughing and all that. So, so excuse me for that. But, but also I am a little sad, a lot sad, actually have a lot of, a lot of emotions weighing heavy on my heart and, you know, it's, I didn't want to do this, but like I said, I, whether anybody listens or not, the most important thing is I know that when I talk out loud and I just let it all out, it, it makes me feel good for a little bit. And to know I'll have this recorded, I could listen to it again and maybe catch something I didn't know or kind of sit back and reflect on the specific thing I said, then it, I, I think it's beneficial. And I know it's beneficial for me. Um, so this episode, I actually would like to talk about marriage in this pandemic. Um, COVID-19 was very hard on a lot of us. It shifted the way this world worked and operates. Um, Don't know when we will ever get back to somewhat of normalcy and don't really think we ever will. But um, it's one of those things where change definitely at some times is needed. Um, Change happens, like just change that happens while not even planning it or, you know, unexpected change is definitely hard, um, especially this, because this isn't a standard type of change for, you know, anything positive or what, you know, whatnot. It's, it was a pandemic that hit and we're trying to figure out how to survive and how to keep pushing and moving forward. So I know a lot of us are stuck at home, you know, and not sure who all is married or not, but the reason why I wanted to speak more on the marriage side of it um, in this pandemic is because I'm married. I know I've said that plenty of times. I'm married with children. I've been married for five years, but I've been with my wife for 10. Um, and this pandemic has put a very, very heavy strain on our relationship, emotionally and mentally, uh, physically as well, you know, all the above. Now, to rewind back about two years or so ago, my wife, um, my wife uh, got a job. My wife got uh, got hired on at Amazon, and the reason why she was looking for a job was because um, we were about seven eight hundred dollars short on our mortgage. And you know, I have a pretty decent career. You know, I I work in IT, um, but when you're the only one providing financially, and you have a total of five in your household five humans anyways, because I also have four dogs. <laughs> I got two cats. I got a bird. So those are our furry, an- our furry family right there, furry animals. 
and so they need food and they need to be taken care of and they need stuff too so um it's very hard being the only one providing for that many people for that many mouths um and you know you also would like to buy them things to make them feel good about themselves especially if my kids are good in class i'd like to reward them uh, I like to buy my wife flowers, a purse, you know, perfume, little things here and there. Um, I will say, though, I haven't bought flowers in a long time, but I think my gifts have upgraded. And sometimes just going back to something as simple as that can make a big difference. But, um, you know, I I worked vigorously for 10 years. I've sacrificed so much. I've, you know, gave up a lot for my family, which is not complaining on that part. But again, when you feel like you've been the only provider and you don't feel any emotional stability or emotional support, mentally, mental support, um, it, it can definitely weigh heavier on you. And in my case, I feel like resentment starts to build. Um, I've always made it a point where it was never about money. Like I've said this in the past, anybody that rolls in me, we all eat. If I got money, we all eat. Um, and you know, every time we would go somewhere, you know, I'd buy food, I'd buy this, I'd take them out, whatever. Like, again, that, that wasn't the problem, but the problem is when you don't have that money and you're trying to live outside of your means, you know, because yeah, you're bored or you want the finer things and you want certain things as this provider, it's hard because you're like, especially for me, because like I said, if I got money, we all got money. So to go out and be like, dang, I can't spend this now because I need to pay this or I need to pay that. It's like, you know, it's hard. That That's stressful. That puts a lot of stress on you. So anyways, to, to go back to the story where I was saying that my wife got a job, the reason why she did get a job was because of that. We were about $700 short from our mortgage payment. I was freaking out. I am like, we're not spending this money just to spend it. Like it literally was being spent on bills, food, whatever we needed. And I was still short. So to her credit, she jumped online, applied wherever she could. Uh, Amazon was hiring, so she got hired. Um, and right around that time, though, was season. So she got hired like at the worst time because season, you're working 12-hour days, five days a week. Um, fifth day is mandatory because Amazon works four tens, But during holiday, you work five twelves. So and the fifth day is mandatory overtime. So for about two months or so, October, November, no, but yeah, two, three months or so, you know, she was literally gone from like six, six like six, six thirty till seven, seven thirty at night, even later sometimes. Um, and you know, that is stressful as well because prior to that, my wife was at home for seven years. She was a, uh, she was a home, uh, a home wife, sorry. Um, and I had no problem with that. We had no problem with that. There was something we agreed and decided on. And again, guys, I'm sorry for the background noise, but your man's outside here in his backyard just enjoying the weather and probably hear a little bit of birds and the dogs out. But so, you know, sorry to go back. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, you know, it, you know it, it was hard on that part. And so we were short. And then, you know, again, to her credit, she got the job. Everything started going. But during peak, she was gone all day. So that put a lot on me, huge adjustment, huge schedule adjustment, how to figure out what was happening. And so this is pre-pandemic. So that was already crazy for us. And once we kind of figured out, you know, what needed to be done, it, it made the transition a little bit smoother. 
But then the pandemic came. So all of 2020, you know, she was out working while I was at home with the kids. Now I got my oldest, my eight-year-old, I got my six-year-old, and I got my three-year-old. So my oldest and my middle are in school, and, you know, one's in kindergarten and one was starting third grade. So that was difficult right there. That's like, oh, I'm sorry, second grade? Yeah, second grade. So that was pretty difficult. And then, um, sorry, guys, that little dog is... (laughs) But I, I just needed to get this out because I was not wanting to do it. But then I think the rawness and the openness and just the vulnerability of it is better because I, I am right now emotionally sad and I honestly feel depressed, which I probably am, but I just need to talk. I need to vent this out. Um, so, yeah. So then pandemic hit and that put a real strain, even more of a strain than before because not only was she gone 12 hours a day or whatever during season, but then even regular work work time when she was gone four days, four times when she was working four days, 10 hour days. Um, it was, oh man, I, that dog is so annoying. I'm so sorry, but I probably should move. That dog, I'm sorry, <laughs> that dog. Um, but um, man, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm losing my train of thought. I, again, I'm. this is just me trying to get out my feelings and my thoughts. Um, and so that was strain- stressful as well. You know, four tens, she was gone all day. I was trying to figure things of, think, figure things out, how to, how to go about my business because I still need to work. I'm working throughout the day. I'm helping my kid. I'm helping my kids, I'm sorry, helping my kids with schoolwork, classwork, setting up things, whatever. Periodically, they would ask me questions once they're done with class for help and all that. You know, just throughout the day, you're you're getting asked questions from your kids. You know, they see you, you're there, so they want to talk to you. They're they're doing all that. You know, and after a while, I started finding myself losing my patience and just going like off on them, like, "Hey, don't you see me? I'm doing this." Blah blah. blah. And it's like, you know, take a step back and relax because there's not their fault. You know, you don't need to go off on them like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, you know. Finding that balance was very hard. And then the hardest part, though, and the saddest part to me, which, you know, I should have maybe handled it sooner. But even then, it's like we're dealing with two adults. Um, you know, my wife and myself, we're dealing with two adults. I I shouldn't have to, <laughs> I don't know, I shouldn't have to explain into, like, detail of what's going on or why this, why that. Like I feel me being able to be open and tell the truth and, and let her know how I'm feeling and what's happening and what she may not be doing or the, the help I need from her. I think that's that's respectable enough. But when someone takes that as you're attacking them, as I'm being mean, I, I don't give no credit to anything else. It's It's hard because the maturity level to me is like, it's not there to where it's it, it needs to be for this relationship for this marriage. Um, I I don't attack my wife. Like why am I? Why do I feel like I'm attacking her when I'm telling her how I feel? That's the part that 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 I that I don't understand. It drives me crazy. Um, and last couple of days, last week or so, a couple of days. Now this is almost going on a week, but we had this big blow up, and you know I said some things that I probably could have said it differently, 
But if we peel the onion back, they were all facts. They were all things that I felt, but also things that she does do. And it's it's hard for me to give, and, and I may be wrong, please, somebody, if you're listening, whoever, DM me at Countdown562 on IG, or if you can leave a comment on here, let me know. But I... I don't. I can't give a round of applause. Am I wrong for this? I can't give a round of applause to someone that needs to do for someone that's doing the stuff that's needed, whether we were married or not, and or had kids. So, for instance, washing clothes, cleaning the house, you know, those type of things. Like the the response back was, I don't get credit for nothing. I feel like see, no one cares and no one this and. You know, all the stuff I do, no one no one gives me credit. And I'm thinking, again, like, whether we were married or not or had kids, you would have to do this regardless, at least for yourself anyways. Now, I can see that, yeah, this is stressful because there's so much stuff and I need help. That's different than just saying no one, no one cares and appreciates what you do. You know, it, it's a give-give situation. And see, when she was at home for seven years, I kept hearing that too. Uh, yeah, well, I'm here with the kids, and I do this, and I do that. And I'm like, dang, okay. But she also, we also lived with her mom in a, in, a, in a back house, so she had family around. The thing about my wife is she's so super dependent on her family. You know, they, they love to gossip, so every little thing happens, boom, quick call. You know, even like now, I, I've been working on trying to get a home, trying to upgrade our house, and it's maybe my superstitious or whatever, but I don't like to like talk about it and yeah i'm gonna buy this i'm gonna do that check this out you know like i i haven't i don't like doing that because first of all i don't even know what stage i'm at for that it's a goal it's a dream of what i have and i just want to work towards it i don't need to promote all that but i and i even told her you know just do me a favor just try not to talk too much about it or tell people you know because again i don't know if it's going to happen now or what's going to happen you don't know what's going to happen in between so why why set ourselves up like that She, she couldn't even hold that secret for us like she went and told her mom and her, probably her cousin and other or whatever. And the reason why I know she told her mom because an incident occurred while I was transferring a lot of money uh, or depositing a lot of money into my account, and I was flagged for that. So they reached internal affairs, reached out to me, trying to find out why I was depositing all this money in, in like a small span of a couple weeks or whatever, two, three weeks. So I explained or whatever, you know, and... So then I called my wife or text her. I was like, yo, check this out. I, I got hit by eternal affairs. Well, I'm not because of this. And, you know, started explaining to her. So then later on, she's like, oh, yeah, you know, so I called mom and asked her and, you know, and, and to see what the, what's going to happen. But, you know, she said uh, nothing. They just want to figure out what's happening and why this and why that. And I'm thinking, why, why would you call your mom? Like, had nothing to do with her at all, like whatsoever at all. But yet you're calling your mom. Now, her mom used to be, I think, a loan processor. She worked in the bank for like 30 plus years in different roles. But I'm thinking, like, why would you do that? I, I talked to the guy already. I settled it. I told you what happened. I told you that everything was good. He, he said, you know what? To give you a peace of mind, we're closing out the case. I don't need to investigate any further. We're good. Um, so I told her that already. I had told her it was all settled and everything. I just told her the story. And then she's over here calling her mom and stuff. And I'm like, so that type of stuff too, like there's still certain things that I would love to have for ourselves home at home. Not everybody needs to know that. And it may sound silly, but no one needs to know that. Like I didn't want nobody knowing that. And again, it's probably a superstition, my superstition, 
Um, am I even saying that right? <laughs> or, you know, it's just maybe me being silly or, I don't know, paranoid, but I I didn't want her telling anyone. And now people know and stuff. So it's kind of like, but things like that. And, and so, you know, I was already getting that backlash. So fast forward to when she finally got the job and it was like, oh no, how how is she going to be able to handle that? Like, she hasn't worked for seven years and now she's going back to work. And not only is it uh, a job, you know, pro- uh, it's probably going to be an intense type of job, high pace, high volume type stuff, but she's not doing eight hours. She automatically started at 10 and she's doing four hour days. And her schedule, I, oh man, I think at the time was like uh, graveyard. So it was like, 7 to 5, 7 p.m. to like 5 in the morning for a while. And then it got switched to like super early. And it just, it was crazy. It was super crazy. Like, but I always tried to not make her feel like she wasn't doing anything at home. I always felt, I always tried making her feel like we appreciate that she did get a job and she's doing all these things. But when you're married with children, there's no fucking timeouts, bro. There's no going to work, coming home, and just vegging out in the room, watching TV, and ignoring your responsibilities. You know, that's where I want to start with this, too, is as this whole pandemic started happening, all these fights between my wife and I started to escalate and grow, and it was because I felt like she couldn't handle the responsibility of not only maintaining this house, but keeping control of her children, teaching them things, helping them out, being there for them. I grew up where nobody did shit for anybody. Kids were raised by kids. Kids were raised by grandparents. You know, nobody sat there with you to try to educate you and, and fucking teach you life. Nobody put an arm around you and was like, hey, let me be a mentor to you. Let me help you, little bro. Nobody. You know, I tell my wife these stories and then I hear her stories and, you know, her dad, her parents, they all worked. She had her home. Her family was put together. They went on vacations every year. They did all that. You know, her dad, as, you know, greedy and as tidy as he is with money, he did a lot for his family and and was and is successful. He has two homes. He's already should be retiring. He he's has money. Like, there's nothing else this guy needs to do or anything. But the one thing I see that he did was handicap his children. He has still his 41, 42-year-old or whatever, oldest son living at home. He got his middle child, 20, fuck, I don't even know how she is now, 25, 6, I don't know, something like that, living at home still. Um, and then my wife, I came along, you know, took her pretty much, I guess. And then at the time, you know, I'm not going to sound perfect. I'm still not perfect. There's a lot of demons that I still battle with every fucking day to, to make sure I wake up healthy and, and ready to move forward. Like, that's no joke right there. That is not no fucking joke. I have these demons still stored inside me, and they pop out every so often. And so, sorry. So, when I came along and I took her on this journey, the one thing I knew about myself was my work ethic and my drive was never going to fucking change no matter what situation I was in. I'd be poor as fuck. I've had a lot of money before. I've had nothing, so, but my drive, my work ethic, hard work, dedication, that shit will never change. And no matter who was around me, 
I wasn't going to let no woman change me. I wasn't going to let no kid stop me. None of that. I even told my wife when we got together and we were dating. We would talk about our future or just, you know, what we were looking for. I told her, I don't want kids. And if I do have kids, I want to wait till I'm 35. Because I don't want to bring my kid into this world without shit. Living paycheck to paycheck. Trying to figure out where to live. Putting more stress on me. More like a rush to get up and go do and find these things. And what happens the first year and a half, two, we're together. My wife gets pregnant with our oldest. And I was mad. Not going to lie. I was super upset because I didn't want a kid. I already had, we talked about it. But I wasn't like, oh, go get an abortion, go do that, or, you know, anything drastic. It was like, fuck, man. I got to figure out what we're going to do to get this family out of living with my mom. You know, whether I was paying bills and stuff there, it wasn't my own shit. Like, I was living with my mom, my stepdad, a couple other people. So, you know, it pushed me to to do stuff. It pushed me to, like, figure out what I needed to do faster than what I wanted to. And as I started working my ass off, sacrificing holidays, sacrificing birthdays, whatever, to provide for them, while my wife was out with the family, doing family things and doing all that, I didn't, I didn't get to do any of that shit. And then after all the sacrifice and all that, I got so lost in work and just being the best and succeeding that I maybe put those blinders on and didn't see that I was probably handicapping my wife. You know, even though I feel like I was supportive and was like, hey, you know, what do you want to do? Like, whatever you want to do, it's cool. Like, I'll help. I'll try, you know, but you can only you can only help somebody so much, man. If they don't want the help, if they don't have that drive, if they're not willing to fail then there's there's only so much you can do. And that's kind of at the point where I'm at now. For 10 fucking years, I've been trying to motivate my wife and tell her and, and, and help her find things that she likes, something she wants to do. I can't find shit. All the things I've done and tried doing and, and love doing, I'm very big in powerlifting. I love like to compete. You know, I have a have a brand, Power Belly Crew, have a, a powerlifting team. Like, that that's part of my life. My children, training, and my career are part of my life. And she doesn't give a shit about any of that. <laughs> like, she barely shows any support when I compete. She goes, I think she's one to like tw- two of them. She doesn't make me feel like, I'm happy for you that this makes you happy. It's like, how long is it going to be? Where it's that? Okay. Do you? I mean, is it cool if I don't go? Do you want to go? It's like, damn, that shit right there. That's the stuff that 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 drives resentment now. That's the stuff that, again, for years now. For years, and it got worse when she got the job because I was already feeling like, damn, dude, you you're 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 a stay-at-home mom. You have your family around that can help. You know, I help when I come home, you know, like, just because you're miserable because of your life or your expectations of who you are. Don't put that shit on me. People, people, it's easy to be a victim. Easy to be the victim. You know, I sound like a bitter fuck. And... I, like I said right now, and I will admit, the resentment is starting to creep in, but 
because I talk about this and the way I feel doesn't mean it's it's an action I'm going to take. It's an emotion and feeling that I like to get out and, and would like to get help with that. Would like to figure out why I'm thinking this way. Would like to know, am I fucking crazy? Am I expecting too much from my wife? Because I don't ever expect shit from people. That's one thing I've learned in life. Don't ever expect shit from anybody. You will be highly disappointed. But my wife isn't just anybody. It's my wife. The mother of my three children. We own a home together. We own cars together. Like, this ain't no fucking... This isn't no game. So, I think I'm entitled to a little... Hey, this is my expectations of you. Just like your expectations of me is to be a good husband, father, provider, you know, a shoulder, ears, eyes, whatever, everything that you need. I haven't always been it because we as people, we're not what you expect or what you think. That's why relationships are difficult. You you date for a while to figure out if that's the person who you truly want to be with. Then you start to live together. And then you start to do all that thing. See, the thing is, my wife and I live like, we live together two, three months right into our relationship. So we didn't have this honeymoon stage or it was months, maybe a year, and then we we're living together. And it was like straight off the bat. I would never ask somebody to do something I wouldn't do or have done. And... When my wife got her job and, you know, now it's, like I said, going on two years, you know, the first year was extremely difficult or that first, yeah, that actually, yeah, she did. She's, she's done two holidays. I'm sorry, two holidays already. And so when she got hired, it was like October of 2019. So she worked all that and then started getting back to normal. But then the pandemic hit and then. Schools got canceled, so that's why the kids were here. So that's literally around March 2000 is when things started kind of getting rough. And she just finished her second uh, season, going back to normal now. But, like, everything that happened in this pandemic, these couple months, this year, actually, I've tried to talk to her about it. I've told her, hey, I don't like when you come home and, you know, I have dinner ready. I've tried cleaning the house. I've tried keeping whatever I could, you know, maintained to the best of my ability. And you come home and you just jump on your phone, sitting at the table. You know, your daughter's talking to you and and you ignore her. And then I'm like, hey, you know, she's asking me, oh, I'm sorry, what was that? And then you like look up like, oh, I'm sorry, what is it? And it's like, fuck, you've been gone all day. And I get it. You know, you don't probably get to look at your phone and stuff throughout work and whatever you're doing, but you don't need to take that out on us and you don't need to be that selfish, that greedy. And then it became, she'd come home and yell, yell at the kids. I'd already asked you to clean this. I'd already asked you to do that. Why isn't this done? Blah, 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 blah. That's all it was. That's all it is. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, dude, 
I haven't seen you all day. You come home and you go off the handlebars. Like, you cannot multitask. Like, you can't leave work, let that shit go, and come home and appreciate what you got. I get it, you're stressed. Then tell me, hey, I'm stressed the fuck out. And I'll try to help you. But when you are feeling attacked, because I'm telling you, chill with the with the yelling, calm down, help these kids. Like, what are you doing? And you flip the fuck out, and you make me feel like I'm attacking you, and you have this victim card? It's hard. It's fucking hard, man. My oldest, my oldest the other day, bawling crying i'm just like damn why are you crying i just i always see you like if not every other day every day crying what is it she tells me i'm super sad because my mom all she does is yell at me and make me feel like anything i do i can't do it right and then when i am doing it right she says i'm tired of you get out of my face I, I do all this for you guys and, and you do this and you act like that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, what do you do? You buy them shit. You buy them shit to make up for the time you're not giving them. Was that harsh of me to say? But it's the truth. I admit the shit I do wrong and when people call me out, I try to listen and hear it out and explain if, if I need to and figure out what I need to change for the people I care around me. I'm not telling her this for some strangers or some other shit. I'm telling her that her fucking kids, her own kids, are telling me this. And her response to me was, well, you know what they say about you? They say you're always mad. Yeah. You want to know why? Because I'm with them. From 6 a.m. in the morning to 7 o'clock at night, cooking them breakfast, lunch, dinner, helping them with classwork, talking to them about what they need, how they feel, whatever their, their day is going through. On top of me working, on top of me figuring out what I need to do for the business I'm working for, what I have, what else I have to do, side hustles for our family, there's a lot of things. And then... You come home and, and you, you trip on that and you get offended. Resentment. It just starts to build. Like, it starts to build. And when I ask you, well, what is it that you do that we can't live without? That is so, that we're taking advantage of you. What is it? Can't answer that. Same answer I get. Nobody helps me clean. Oh no, yeah, we do. But when you got three kids running around all day and the little one running around all day, you clean something up two seconds later, it's a mess. I'm working. I'm not here to clean every day. Even when you were off for seven years, you didn't clean like that every day. Am I wrong? 
Am I wrong for expecting my wife, my partner, to at somewhat be mature enough that we can communicate without being offended, without being defensive? So uh, when I blew up, when I blew up a couple days ago, telling her, man, I'm tired of this already. Tired of this. It's all, it's all you guys do. You guys just argue, fight, yell at each other. You know, you sound like a boss. You don't sound like you're here as a parent, someone teaching them shit. You're like, expect them to do what you're asking them to do because you buy them shit. And the reason why I can say that is because my fucking dad did that. That motherfucker abused my mom, my brother. I saw all that shit, and then when we left, that fool would buy me stuff, thinking like that wasn't a make up for it. So when I tell her that, she gets mad, super defensive, angry at me. Tama, see, no one gives me credit for nothing, blah blah blah, and it's just the maturity level is not there, man. It's not there. I I kind of blame myself too because I feel like I handicapped her, you know the whatever was it the first seven years or whatever I felt like, even though I kept asking her what do you want to do you know yeah give it a shot whatever whatever I was so focused on myself focused on my drive and commitment to making our family better and getting the fuck out of a a, a bedroom that convert I got converted to it from a garage to a bedroom. That emotionally and mentally, I couldn't support her like that. She's a grown-ass woman. She should be able to think for herself and figure what the fuck she likes to do and, and go from there. And so, after, you know, this pandemic, and or still this pandemic, and then now 2021, you know, thank God, and, you know, geez, I'm, I'm blessed and thankful, and some great opportunities are coming my way, and, you know, I, it felt like, damn, this is going to be another great year. It's going to be the year. And it's not so far. My wife is making me feel like I'm the cause of a lot of things, to be quite honest. And the only thing I can think of now is maturity level. The resentment I'm starting to feel. And just the sadness that I cannot talk to my wife. I didn't even realize I'm going like 30 minutes or so on this. And I got interfered by a phone call. And I fucking hate that. So I hit about this dude on my phone. And it cut off the last segment. So I got to kind of figure out how I'm going to do this. But I'm just so sad that. I don't understand what what's going on anymore. I really don't. I I don't understand why me talking calmly gets her feathers ruffled. Me yelling gets her feathers ruffled. Me not saying anything gets her feathers ruffled. It's, again, the same thing over and over, over and over. And I hate saying this, but I just feel like she's she pulled that victim card. Well... I hope to be able to upload Friday, today's Wednesday, and continue on this, but it's it's very difficult 
to to have this healthy, strong relationship during this pandemic when you feel like for a long time you did wrong and then you've made, you've corrected your mistakes and then you think your partner was better or was at that stage and then you kind of look at her and you're like, damn, you were just as fucked up as me, if not more. Because I at least am confident in myself and have um, the mental stability and emotional stability to fail and be okay with it, to succeed and be okay with it, to try and be okay with it, to talk and be okay with it. Like, I mean, my wife doesn't. And I'm fucking sad and I'm hurt. I'm very, very sad. You know, I, all I keep thinking about, man, is, is the maturity level. And I think that's going to be the next topic because I would like to elaborate a little bit more on this. Um, and to leave you just with a little something, the reason why I feel this maturity isn't on the same page for this marriage is when you start pulling things off the wall and start packing them, usually the person leaves. So she's still here. I don't know what she's trying to prove with that, but anyways, I just thank y'all so much, everybody. Thank you for whoever is listening, whoever did is going to listen to this. And thank you. You know, appreciate your time and your ears. Um, I, I just want to say and leave this, this, um, this segment by just saying, I do love my wife. I do love her. But right now we're going through some crazy shit and her not talking to me and her acting this way kind of confirms a lot of things that were kind of surfacing and I felt already. And I just don't understand why the maturity level and she's acting immature in a sense and this victim is coming out. Like, I I, I don't get it anymore. I don't. I don't understand what I've done in in the past that was so resentful to me because she obviously isn't letting something go and I don't know what I've done present. I really don't. Again, guys, thank you all so much. Really appreciate you tuning in. Thank you. Um, Thank you for your time and your ears. And don't forget to run your goals.